You are used to dangling things ah. in front of your face, aren't you? No, look, look, look. It's a magic trick, man. If you do it like this, it looks like it's made of a rubber. <sighs> I wish your mother had used a fucking rubber. <laughs> you are terrible. You are. A I had a good afternoon. Well, after work, it was awesome. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. I went to the store and they had my tea. I don't want no tea. Oh, I haven't had I haven't had any tea for like three days. Oh God, I was in a in such a slump. You are a you are a slump. Yes, you are indeed a fucking slump. Uh, no need to be an asshole about it. Well, yes, there is. There's always a need for me to be an asshole. I can't fucking help it. Yes, yes, you can. No, I there, can't. Now, if there's a parallel universe out there somewhere where you're in, you're well, I'm a nice guy. Not, not so much nice, but just like toned down on the asshole. No. If it's a parallel universe, <laughs> just, just, he's nice. He's to you just tone it down a little bit. And in that universe, there's another. You know, there's a universe where you're a real dick. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. <laughs> you are a real dick. No, you. You. I'm not talking oh, about no, you. No, because I'm not a dick. I'm a wonderful person. Hey, of course you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll go with that. Yeah. Don't argue with me, bitch. I didn't. I. It's not an argument. I will beat the brakes off of you. Beat the brakes off of me? What? <laughs> what, a, what am I, an old Chevelle? What the hell? It's like, more, you're more like a fucking Chevette. Yo, man, nothing wrong with a vet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to drive a vet. I drove a vet, man. Chevette. Yep. Hunter Orange. Uh. <laughs> so how has how's your week been? Well, mo mostly good. I found the tea today. That was like a highlight. Everything else is just kind of like... I've been, I've been working on fixing, getting the basement done. Yeah. You know, I got the shelves moved now after painting. And, oh, mm. uh, it's finally, I, I found all my old retro consoles. Nice. They, were, they were buried. Nice. Uh, we need to, we need to work on fixing this basement up. I don't know. I, I mean, wanna, I wanna, it's like another room of the halls of horror. I want to make it more camera, camera friendly. <laughs> Did Before you'd, have, we, you'd have to leave. Did this coming from you. <laughs> If Thor had a face well, like yours, I would shave his ass oh, and make him walk backwards. I didn't come down here with that insult prepared. It just happened naturally. All right, That's nice, <laughs> nice, good on you. You, you, I will give you one point. <gasps> I got a point. Yes. That's <laughs> not a good. That's not a good thing. I need to get. I need to get more horns and stuff like that for this area. Something. Yeah, yeah. We we need something. I want. To, I want to turn into this like the old uh, morning drive. Zoo. Oh dear God! It paid dirt with K dirt. Welcome to Weenie and the Butt. <laughs> Weenie and the Butt. <laughs> Dingo and the Baby. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> but we gotta have that. It paid dirt with K dirt. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yep. Uh, I had a thought. Oh boy. No, it's actually a good thought. Halloween. Me, you, and Jim need to go to a Halloween party as like a trio. Oh, okay. Famous trios. The Three Amigos. Bingo. No. Yes. No. I, I, don't, I, I don't know where to get a sombrero. They, they have Three Amigos costumes. The Blues Brothers. No, there's only two of them. No, there was three. There's only <laughs> fucking two. 
Not acknowledging the Blues Brothers 2000? No. <laughs> hmm. That didn't that didn't happen. Ah. Good. good. No, the three amigos cuz think about it. You're tall and chunky. Whoa, easy. You're Chevy Chase. What the hell? <laughs> Jim is just kind of there. He's Steve Martin. Huh? I'm short and cuddly. I'm Martin Short. Okay. We could do Wait, this. so is this the, it's the three amigos like after like a long bender in Vegas? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. You killed the invisible swordsman. And damn right, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to a party this weekend. Um, <laughs> I I got roped into it, uh-huh. um, and it's not a surprise party. But you have to you have it's it's done by a bunch of people who do cosplay for a living. Okay, so this party is like just for them to show off more or less, and you know, good on them, good yeah. on them. So I, we got invited, and uh, I jokingly said about going. Well, now they're really looking forward for me being there. Uh-huh. It feels kind of nice to be honest. Nice, and so, but with my build. Uh, there's really only one musician that I can go as meatloaf. Yep. That's the one. So I'm picking up my puffy shirt. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. I already have the scarf <laughs> and the suspenders. Is it paradise by the dashboard light in your repertoire? Well, no, but I'm going to put that as my ringtone on my phone. Nice. So that just that beginning guitar part. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. We were doubly blessed. Yeah, so that's about the only one I can. And then of course, Somebody, well, then she said, oh, he's not going to come as the dead meatloaf, is he? And I'm thinking, well, why would I do that? What, what, what is wrong with people? Yeah, no, she said they wouldn't mind if I did. But I am going to get a, a piece. I'm going to print out some stuff out in the printer. And I'm going to have like a rolled up piece of like in my back pocket. Uh-huh. Rocky Horror script. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just some people. If people, who's meatloaf? <laughs> they, they might not know. Because uh, Axl Rose is going to be there, Kurt Cobain. Um, uh, uh, I'm not touching it. Freddie, Freddie Mercury is going to be there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm not touching the Cobain one. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you know, already kind of posting pictures about what they're going as. Yeah. But it's like I'm not because I don't have the shirt yet. I wish I would have known. I, I would and, and been invited to this party. I have the perfect costume for me. I have the. I know who I would be. Who? Cool. Fucking Lemmy. Or you could probably pull off Kennison. I could pull off Kennison because I'm going bald. No, not just that. I mean, you've always had the Kennison vibe down. That's I mean, true. But no, I mean, I could, I could, you know, rearrange my facial hair into the Lemmy's, Lemmy's signature look. Yeah. Glue two Cocoa Puffs to my <laughs> face. You know, I'll fucking put the wreck. I'll strap the Rickenbacker on and away we'll Jesus go. Jesus Christ, having that for a whole party. No. <laughs> As that dude, that's ten pounds. Yeah, of I'm maple. not. I, it, it starts at like three. I think I'm only gonna stay to like five. I'm yeah. not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only going because they they really seem to want me there, which is as I said, it's it it brings a tear to my fucking eye. And I get that feeling. Nice. Get 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 you right in the feels. Yeah. Right right in the cockles of your yeah. heart. And then of course you know after they around me for a couple hours, they're like, who invited him? Right. <laughs> so you get you right in the cockles. He cornered me. He's talking about spaghetti and a cone. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to go on somewhere, so I was going to go yeah. somewhere, but you had to fucking ruin it. I'm sure you'll find another way. Right in the cockles. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even 
in the colon. We don't know. Weirdo. <laughs> That's Dennis Leary, man. I know who it is. I. Okay, so should we uh, jump right into 1986? Yes. All right. In all full forcedness. 1986, in Bill's opinion, the greatest year for heavy metal. And after I'm done talking about it, everyone will agree. We shall see what we shall see. Now, Anna, first, as always, the pop 10. Oh, I like that. Pop 10. Go for but, it. But it's a weak pop 10, which is why maybe the metal was such strong. Number 10, Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love. I love that song. It's one of his better ones. Yeah. Number nine, Mr. Mr. Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, whatever. I don't even know the song. If Kyrie I... lays on down the road that I must travel. How did that make nine? Eight. That's a fucking great song. All right, dick. calm down. It's only fucking eight. <laughs> Shit sack. Wang Chung. Everybody have fun tonight. Dude, that's an earworm. Yes, and I love I love Wang Chung. Tim Buck three, future so bright. Horrible. <laughs> that's also song. that's also an earworm. Yeah, it is. Yep. Whitney Houston, how will I know? One of Whitney's better songs. Mm-hmm. Then another one, amazingly, like eighty six, Mr. Mr. Broken Wings. Another really How does really Mr. Good song. Mr. get now Wham last year to uh-huh. this year Mr. Mr. Right. I'm uh, four. Patty LaBelle and Michael McDonald on my own. Don't even know that song. Yeah, neither do I. Number three, love the name of this band. Uh-huh. And I wish they had the climax. Uh-huh. And I miss you. I not familiar with that song. It's like, I miss you. I, yeah, it's I a slow know. song. Number two, Lionel Richie, Say You, Say Me. Beautiful song. Yep. And amazingly, I, I love Lionel Richie's voice. Mm? Lionel Richie, I mean, going back to his to his early days, you know, Lionel Lionel could sing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still. And, and, and this, like, amazing top 10 of 86, like, no Madonna. And I'm not, not no Madonna, no Michael Jackson. Right. None of the big number one, Dion Warwick and Stevie Wonder. That's what friends are for. I mean, this year was like the, all these things that you like these uh, Huey Lewis in the news, like all these 80s pop thing, not in 86. Huh? Now, 11 and down. Holy shit. There was tons. 11 to 100. All the things you think 86 was about. But somehow the top 10. This was it. Wow. That's 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 kind of messed up. Yeah, I I, I would have never thought that. Yeah, it was a really weird. It was a straight for pop music, which is why I'm thinking like metal and hard rock was like they found an opening. And, yeah, and and got and burrowed in there. Well, only pop music can save us now. Who was that? Yeah, but which band was it? I know who said it, but which band was they talking about? Um. <laughs> There was like only like eight bands on the damn show. <laughs> only pop music could save us now. It wasn't. Uh, was it the Damned? Was that for Nasty? Maybe. I mean, it makes they sense. call them pop music. It, I mean, because <laughs> it's. I mean, uh, the vampire was chasing him around. <laughs> it's, it was not a vampire. It was a driving instructor from Johannesburg. <laughs> oh dear God! Yeah. Now the the new bands at this time. Okay. Okay. Cycle Sluts from Hell. I wish you were a beer. They only had one song, and it's like, but it's like they got together. M.O.D. Fuck Billy Milano. Yep. Oh, 
You don't like MOD? I love MOD, but Billy Milano oh, is I thought, a piece I of thought shit. MOD and SOD were the same thing. Essentially, um, okay. I mean, it's Danny Loke or Scotty. And okay. It, it, it's the same thing. But MOD, it, it's, you know, Billy Milano is just a trash bag person. All right. Mucky Pup. <laughs> I love Mucky Pup. 86 was the year, and 86 was the year Mucky Pup came around. Oh, God. Let's just talk about the boy in a man's world record yes. for a minute. There's so much goodness on that. Find that fucking <laughs> shit on Spotify yes. or wherever you stream your music. Find the Mucky Pup album, Boy in a Man's <laughs> World. Find all of the Mucky Pup catalog. I think there was maybe only three albums, weren't there? There I wasn't would, that I many. Have, there wasn't many, but I, I would have to confer with Jeremy Hansen on this. Because oh. Jeremy actually did some stuff like in the early days of the web, because that, that's where Jeremy, you know, mm -hmm. that's his forte. Yeah. He was a web designer. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he did a lot of shit with Mucky Pup in the early days of the <laughs> web. I think he's still in contact with baby Chris, you know, uh, Mucky Pup. Oh, God. Fucking hippies hate water. Yep. Three dead gophers. Uh, Jimmy's. You stink. You stink, but I love you. <laughs> oh, God. And oddly enough, you stink, but I love you was actually used in uh, Bloom County. Oh, my God. Oh, from Billy and the Boingers. Billy and the Boingers bootleg. <laughs> uh, uh, the Billy and the Boingers bootleg uh, compilation of Bloom County Comics. There was one of them. You remember the flimsy little records you oh, yeah. got in guitar? Oh, I with? oh yeah. There was, uh, there was one of those in there. I still have an intact copy. Nice. Um, one song was called. Um, one song was called "I'm a Boinger," okay. Mm -hmm. And the other song was. You stink, but I love you by Mucky Pup. <laughs> I fucking love Mucky Pup. Yep, another band started with Prong. See, Prong went through a diff uh, went through a, a, a like a shift. Mm -hmm. You know, like they didn't start off with stuff like "Prove You Wrong" and "Snap Your Finger, Snap Your Neck." Yeah, uh, their earlier stuff was different. But Prong, mm -hmm. great fucking band. I had to. I I don't know. I don't really think I know much by this band, but I had to add it. You'll know why. Uh, the band Salty Dog started. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, there you go. Never yeah. heard them. Yeah, I think they do. I think they did early pirate metal. I think. Okay, but I'm not sure. Uh, Skid Row. With or uh, that was probably pre Sebastian it, Bach. It might have been because I think. Well, well, Sebastian Bach's Canadian, and the rest of the guys are from Jersey. Okay, so that actually may be pre Sebastian Bach. All right, and then uh, Sugar Ray when he was metal. Really? Yeah, I actually have some Sugar Ray stuff before. They did the every morning. I have stuff. And they did a song called 10 Seconds Down. And it is amazing. Sugar Ray, when they were doing hard rock and metal, were absolutely amazing. And still Mark McGrath yes. vocals? Wow. Yes. You, if you, yeah, after the podcast, you know, YouTube 10 Seconds Down by Sugar Ray. Okay. You won't even out. believe it's the same band. Well, well it's kind of like the Beastie Boys. You know, they started as a punk band. Oh, wow. And yeah. the Go-Go's. I would have loved to hear that stuff, too. Yeah, early Go-Go's, they were punk. But, yeah, then, you know, you know, Sugar Ray turned into what they turned into, so... Hey, it worked for them. If it, if it makes them the money. <laughs> um, yeah, many bags of money. Yes, and another band that I know of, but I don't know a lot about, but I put up because of XYZ. XYZ, not... I've, I've heard of them. I've heard of them, too. But it's like, I, I had to put them on. But that was, that was actually it for, like, bands that I... There was, like, tons of... 
bands that I've never heard of. Uh huh. So, but I only put the ones that seemed prominent that had some sort of success later on. Right. That you know, so it's a small and again a small list. Yeah. You know, eighty six was like prime. Oh my god. Oh the goodness. The goodness. Two hundred ninety eight albums. Two ninety eight albums. Okay. Released in that in that year, and I got I got the list, and I got my somewhat my top 10 it turned into a top 12 okay but we'll go over stuff as we talk about okay because i know i know all of mine are on that list i they have to be okay so (laughs) this week's list comes from rateyourmusic.com okay okay and because i'm fucking running this we're starting at 11 it goes to 11 hey i went to 12 so we're okay we're good Number 11, according to RateYourMusic.com, for hard rock and metal albums released in the year 1986. One of my personal favorites, Queensryche's Rage for Order. Bam! Yes. Now, let's let's talk about this one a little bit. All right. I mean, opens up with one of the greatest tracks Queensryche ever put out, Walk in the Shadows. Mm -hmm. That is Jeff Tate at the fucking power of... Of what he can do, the screams in that and the notes that that man hits in that song are unbelievable. I mean, but you know, anything Jeff Tate does, yep, is he's pretty golden. He's done great stuff all around. And next we have "I Dream in Infrared," another great song. I can't dream anymore. Can't you see? I need to. I can't stand the pain. Mm. Such a fucking haunting song. I love it. Uh, and then we got The Whisper. Now we get to one of Queensryche's better known songs from the era, but it's actually a cover, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Gonna Get Close to You. Okay. That is a fucking cool song. And a creepy vibe in it. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's about a stalker. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's an absolutely, absolutely killer, killer song. Then we got The Killing Words, mm. Surgical Strike, New Regal, Chemical Youth, London, which is another one of uh, like an early Queens, right? Classic. Okay. And then we have Screaming in Digital and I Will Remember, which is another fucking haunting song. Yeah, I don't know much off of this album, you know. Oh, Rage for Order. Yeah. Um, I'll put that. I know I got into a mind crime, so. I, I will actually rank Rage for Order number three. Well, it's just, I got into a mind crime, but. Um... The prophecy off of the, the four, metal years. The metal years, yeah. yes. Which, and they're not even in the movie. No, which is well, that, that between that soundtrack and how shit went, it's freaking awesome. It's freaking weird. Yeah. Um, but that is such a fucking killer mm. album. I would actually rate that uh, in my hierarchy of Queensryche albums. That's number three. Okay. Yeah. Number one, of course, is Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Number two, I love Empire. Okay. I love half of Empire. I, I love Empire. I think it's a great record. It's really, really there, well done. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, the, there's that, oh, God, one song that I, I just do not, Silent Lucidity. I don't like that song. It's overplayed. But, Black, but uh, Jet City Woman, Empire. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of great on that. Della Brown. Della Brown, yes. and But, uh, yeah, Silent Lucidity. Oh, God, that just, I now that I have it in my head, oh, God, that's just, I don't like the song. Beautiful song. Yeah, I think I was always hit or miss on power ballads. I yeah. really was. It was like I either really loved the power ballad or I hated them. Right. Uh, and then, like, number three, like I said, I would put Rage for Order. 
Yeah. That's it's such a great record. All right. Number coming in at number 10, mm-hmm. according to rateyourmusic.com, we have Candlemass mm-hmm. with Epicus Dumicus Metallicus. Yes, I have heard so much about this album on on every time I look at one of those top 10 of this type of music, this genre, this Candlemass always comes up and when we saw Volbeat Fucking Michael Paulson yep. takes off his button-down shirt, yep. and you and I geek. Yeah, we were. He's wearing a Candlemass shirt. That's awesome. Yep. And I don't think they're very well-known outside. No. Outside of Europe, Candlemass is not well-known. Yeah. Um, I always got him confused with Candlebox, and that I apologize. Um, Dave, <laughs> uh, Dave Smith and I, when we, were, when we had bands together, um, mm-hmm. we always had Candlemass in the set. Going back to when I was in high school and David just graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mirror, mirror. Uh, we would always do mirror, mirror, and at the gallows end, yeah, which is on a later release. But Epicus Dumicus Metallicus is a fantastic. Yeah, I've heard. Album. I've heard so much great stuff about about that album. Yeah, uh, it opens up with Solitude. Then we go to Demon's Gate, mm-hmm. Crystal Ball, um, Blackstone Window, Under the Under the Oak, which is a fucking amazing song, and a Sorcerer's Pledge. Now, every song on this album clocks in at at least five minutes. Mm-hmm. There's only six songs on the record. Okay. And some of them are over eight minutes. It's, you know, and I'll be honest, Candlemass is an acquired taste to a lot of people. But if you're into, like, epic metal. Yeah. And doomy metal, definitely do yourself oh, yeah, a they, listen. They, uh, from what I understand, that whole the doom and dark and all that, they kind of, Wrote the wrote the book on how yeah. it's supposed to be done. It was all Messiah Marcolin, man. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, Candlemass. I g- got to give Candlemass some love. N- at number nine, we have your favorite Ozzy album, The Ultimate Sin. The, yes, nothing more needs to be said about the greatest Ozzy album ever. Not even close. I've. It's not you even. Mean close I mean, I have. You mean I'm not even close to saying nothing about it. How great it is! How wonderful it is! No, from the videos to the songs to the the imagery. Oh, it's, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Killer of Giants. First off, epic. For, wait, wait. First off, I'm going to stop <laughs> you right there. Any any Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> record that does not have Randy fucking Rhodes on guitar is automatically disqualified from being the greatest Ozzy album. Okay. So I that still, narrows it down to two. But I still, I still, this is this is my. It I is lo- a great. Album. I love this album. It is an awesome. It's, album. This album gets a, so such a warm hug from me. It was on top of my cassette uh, bin. I was gonna bring it in just to wave it around. Yeah. Just, just bring Ozzy in. Oh, guys, such a such a great album. I will say this: it's the better of the two Jake E. Lee records. <laughs> I love it. I love the album. It, it is a great album. My mom even liked this album. I remember, I can still remember being in the drive-thru at, at the bank, taking her to get her check cashed. And I want to say um, Ultimate Sin was playing, I, but I don't remember. But she says, what is this? And I say, oh, this is Ozzy. This isn't too bad. She liked Ultimate Sin. <laughs> Simone was cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, for, I mean, it was oh, just such a wonderful album. And it, it is. Yeah. Let, let's talk about it a to, little. To quote, to quote Eric, it's all killer, no filler. All right, we start <laughs> off with the title track. We start off yes. with The Ultimate Sin. <sighs> Overkill, enough is enough. Oh, yes. There's nothing left of me to devour. Hmm. Such a great opening line. Yes. You know, uh, 
you took advantage of things that were said. Mm-hmm. Now the feelings are dead, and that's the ultimate sin. Great song. Yes. Um, then we go to Secret Loser. Yes. Uh, uh, could have been Bill's anthem, but it's Whoa, not a secret. Easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. It's such a one. Uh, the, it's a good. That's a good song. Uh, and then you got Never Know Why, which isn't terrible. We rock. Oh yes, and the, an anthem song. It's an anthem song. It is an anthem song. Uh, thank God for the bomb, yes. which is probably the weakest song on the record. If if there is a weak song on the record, yeah. Uh, then we got never, never. Yeah, sing a few bars. I couldn't. The, you know, the only never that's coming into my head right now is "Never" by Heart. Yeah, now I am too. Damn it! But I know the song. It has to be. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Lightning strikes. Ah, uh, my song. I won't stop rocking all night till the lightning yep. strikes again. Great song. That's a great song. Then probably my favorite on the record, Killer of Giants. That's another another one like the Cold War. Yep. Right with Thank God for the Bomb. Yep. Killer of Giants. That's Ozzy's. That's some of Ozzy's best songwriting mm-hmm. to be uh, lyric writing. To be honest, I love that song. The uh, and especially with what's going on in Eastern Europe right oh, now. Oh yeah, that was that '86. We were right smack dab in the middle of the well, right around the tail of the Reagan era. Yeah, but I mean, the Cold War was a big thing. And around that time, it's like, you know, it was always like this looming threat of war. Right. Constantly. Yeah. And, you know, the song ring rings true today. Yep. Uh, and then we've got Fool Like You. Mm-hmm. That's yours. Uh, fight me. Oh, wow. Damn, dude. And then the like the the uh, the number one single from this record mm-hmm. Shot in the dark, yes, and the video for that is just so cool. That was the video where they're going to the concert, right? Yes, it's hard because I know they did the Dallas video, that video, but Ozzy's look that that sequined, you know, gold and black outfit with the blonde teased hair. Yeah, he is the least look menacing looking ever of any of his like. Incarnations, yeah, and he, he, but he would look like he was having such a blast on stage. Well, he was high as cocaine's hell of a drug. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say he was high as giraffe pussy. Yeah, but oh, was that also the um, was that the tour that he was on Motley Crue? I think that might have been the Ultimate Sin tour. Okay, because I mean, I just, I mean, and whenever I hear those songs, it just takes me back to just a wonderful time period. Yeah, you know. And to think, we were 12 and 13 years old at this time. Yeah, and I really wasn't into metal as it were, but I knew stuff that was on MTV. Yeah. I mean, I was I mean, I was I was already balls deep yeah in heavy metal, you know, uh, because my you know, my mom being as cool as she is introduced me to bands like Alice Cooper and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple from a very young age. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, my grandmother has me listening to Whispering Bill Anderson and yeah, I was Charlie Pride. I was on the tail end of all that. And it's like, I did not, yeah, I didn't get into metal for a few more years, but I saw this stuff out of my periphery on MTV. Yeah. Thank God for MTV. I know, right? It was like, even, you know, because before there was a Headbangers Ball, which that would that start in 86? 86, 87, somewhere yeah. around there. But even before that, I mean, these videos were popular to be played the, during the daytime. Right. You know, which was great. And it's like, and that was when there's a new video, a world premiere video. The first time we're ever going to see it. 
Those days are so long gone. And Adam, you know, Adam Curry, Adam hyping, Curry. It up, hyping it up. Adam Curry, awesome. Yeah, and don't forget, you had downtown Julie Brown. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Mark Goodman. Mark Goodman. Alan Hunter. Yes. Um, uh, Nina, Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. Martha Quinn. Oh, my God, we're such nerds. Yeah. Well, you knew if the VJs were your friends. Yeah. I mean, it's like they would introduce you to all this great music and all that. It if, was, if I'm correct, Mark Goodman was the first VJ on MTV. He might have been. I think he was when they saw, when they initially signed on and played uh, the Buggles. Yeah. Radio killed the radio star. Yeah, I mean, all those guys I remember. And, of course, when you had later on when the, they had a new VJ coming on, it was always like, who is this? Who the hell are you? Yeah. It was like the Saturday Night Live cast. Yeah. It's like, who are you? And why is you? Where, where's everybody else? What have you done with Nina Blackwood? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're still all. A lot of the, the VJs are still on like Sirius XM. Yeah. And I love just. Listen- yeah, I, I know Alan Hunter's yeah, on. I love I love listening to some of their stuff when they're on there. And, you know, and I, I can't help hearing their voices and seeing like uh, Mark Goodman with that afro. Yes. <laughs> You know who should have a fucking channel, or at least a show on Sirius XM? What? I don't know if he does, mm. but Ricky Rackman. Well, he does. A, oh, he does a lot of stuff online. I know yeah, he does he, a lot of stuff online. He does a lot of the. Uh, he does a lot of YouTube stuff, and uh, at the the when they were at the Los Angeles Coliseum, uh, he was like live streaming it. Oh, really? And of course, <laughs> my my son, I say, "Hey, look, Ricky Rackman's live streaming from the Coliseum." Oh, who's he? Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, in fairness, Ryan's but, what? But I, and I did see something funny on the Headbangers Ball page. This this you're going to find. Ricky Rackman's on that. Yeah, but you're going to find. This is so freaking hilarious. There is a There was an advertisement for the cat house. Get out. Yes. It was like a, an advertisement. Like, come to this. Is, and I'm not making this up. In the advertisement, there was a coupon that you can get a dollar off of admission. I, 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 I need one of those. No, no. Look, no, come on. Look, okay. Let's let's just. I want. I got to keep this real. A little real here. Any club that you're gonna go into, and I don't care what the club is, and you have a coupon to get a dollar off. Come on. I want that. <laughs> I want that flyer. It's it's recent. It's this is not a really yeah. This is a recent. It, the place is still open. Yeah, and this was a recent one from like a show like things coming up. It's like it's three dollars to get in if you're a member of the of like whatever. I guess it's like a cat house members whatever. Or you know, it's like a dollar more if you're not, but you can get a dollar off with the coupon. It's like who's that fucking hard up for money to go to? Hey, no, no, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pay like ten bucks for a beer in this place. But yeah, I need a coupon to walk in the door. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just, Can you imagine us being younger going to Crock Rock or any of the clubs in there? I say, what's cover? Five dollars. I have a coupon. <laughs> you know, you bring up Crock Rock. <laughs> and I was scrolling through Facebook today and my memories popped up. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that popped up was from a I uh, from a few years ago. Like I think it was three years ago. All right. It was a, a joke ad, like a political ad, that Tom Taylor was running for mayor of Allentown. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, his platform was he was going to change the name of, of Allentown to Tom Taylor Presents Allentown. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
yeah, uh, all 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 band or all entertainers at his events at his campaign events will have to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah, if you if you played at Croc Rock back in the day <laughs> and you dealt with that fucking guy, you know exactly what I'm talking oh about. Oh my god! And he's still around. Tom Taylor is still around. Every once in a while, when I was at the casino, yeah. that fucker would be DJing at the casino. Uh, I so hated that they tore that place down, only because the memories I had there. No shit. And, and you know, I know, I know it went really downhill, but I can, I just, you know, you get some slices of pizza. Yep. And go and uh, you know wander around. the The whole place was like, like the place was like an apartment building, huge, and there was couches all over. Yeah, and you could just go and relax and have fun. Go downstairs, you know, downstairs. There's couches everywhere. Yeah, and there was an arcade at one point. Yeah, I mean, they kept as as you get kept going. It evolved. Yeah, it's like well, the arcade's gone now, and then they made like the boom room. Yep, with all the bass going. And then they made another downstairs bar with another room. It was like, and then all of a sudden you had all these separate side venues. Right. And then they tore the wall out between uh, the main bar at Croc Rock. Yeah. The, like the entry bar at Croc Rock and Mama Croc's Pizza. Yeah. So you go into the pizza shop, walk right into the venue. Yeah, you're right there already. Yeah. I I do miss Croc Rock. I have a ton of great memories playing oh, there I, and seeing bands there. Oh, see, seeing bands being there. Oh, all right, back on ship. Back, back, back. <laughs> it's like all right, all right. What are we at? Number nine. After Ozzy, we got the Dark by Metal Church. I didn't I didn't uh, write that one down. Nope, it's on there. Okay, according to Rate My Music, maybe may, I I might not have been a, much of a Metal Church fan. Not. Not my favorite metal church record, but the mm. dark is a really good record. Uh, you've got ton of bricks, start the fire, method to your madness, watch the children pray, uh, over my dead body, which is a great song. Okay, uh, the dark, which is another great song. Psycho, line of death, burial at sea, and Western Alliance. Yeah, I think the most they got from metal church was like stuff off the metal massacre tapes. Yeah. Um, I got into them. I got into them into them with the Metal Massacre, but then the record that they did yeah. after this that okay. had uh, Badlands and uh, uh, shit. What the uh, date with poverty? You know stuff like that later right. on is when I started getting into Metal Church. But the Dark is a good record. That was number eight. All right, number seven. I I, be, I can't believe that this is this low. Somewhere in Time by Iron Maiden. Yeah, there's so much there's so much in there though. But yes, one of their best ones. Great fucking record, top to bottom. Uh the opening track, Caught Somewhere in Time. Wonderful. Love it. Love that song. Uh Wasted Years. Yep. That song. Um It I mean Adrian Smith wrote that. Mm-hmm. Uh or had a, a hand in writing. And it's, you know, like being life on it's life on the road. Yeah. But the, the more you listen to it as you get older, it's like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. It too hurts. Much, it hurts. Yeah. Too much time on my hands. I got yeah. you on my mind. I can't ease mm-hmm. this pain so easily. Uh, but I never heard that song. <laughs> it's great. It's a great fucking song. Um, one of my one of my all time favorite Maiden tunes mm-hmm. um, to the in the set list to this day. And it'll be in the set list till Maiden retires. Yep. Uh, and then we got Sea of Madness. Good song. Really good song. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, sea of Madness. Heaven Can Wait. I know the song. Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. 
Heaven can't wait another day. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent song. Um, the loneliness of the long distance runner. That's one of Steve Harris's story songs. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, actually sit and dissect the lyrics. It's a fucking good story. Yes. You know, I got to give Harris credit, man. Dude writes great lyrics. Oh, Maiden. This was one of their, I think, one of their best albums. Yeah. You know, and it was, of course, and that's, see, 86, man. One of the the best. Uh, Next, we got Stranger in a Strange Land. Love it. Yeah, that one's still in the And the operatics way he sings that chorus. Yeah. You know? See, my 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 dear friend Nick Massington is not mm. an Iron Maiden fan, for <laughs> because of Dickinson's voice. Yeah, you know, and I love Dickinson. I love that air raid siren voice. You know, Dickinson, Rob Halford, Ronnie Dio. Yeah, yeah, King Diamond, King Diamond. Well, King Diamond's a different animal because but they his, but they still have. The, I know you got the operatic. Oh, and he's got his all that high stuff from King D is in his falsetto range. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it's natural range for Dickinson and mm-hmm. guys like that. Uh, Deja Vu. Don't, I don't remember that one. That was when I was going down the list of this album because this is another one. This is this, another one on my, my top 12. Right. I got to check these off, which ones were in my top 12. Okay. Because it's like, this, yeah, this is definitely on my top 12. I love, love this one. And then we have another, you know, uh, uh, Steve Harris historical song, mm-hmm. Alexander the Great. I love that song. It, it just, and I think that ends the album, right? Yep. Awesome song. And again, and again that, that just, the way he sings that out. Yep. And, and, uh, and the album cover to this, you, there are so many Iron Maiden Easter eggs in that album cover. Yes. Before Easter eggs were a thing. Yeah. You know, if, you know and, and to see it on cassette or a CD form, it doesn't it, do you, it justice. You, ha- you have to look at the album art when album art meant something. Yep. This is one of those where there's so many references to Iron Maiden lore on both sides. Yes. Of the out of the yes. of the LP and cover. Strangely enough, that the picture of Eddie on the front. Yes. Now, way back when, when uh, I played like um, there was a it was an RPG unlike D&D, called uh, Marvel Superheroes. Yeah. I made a, a character up. The character basically was that version of Eddie. The futuristic A Eddie. futuristic, technological undead. That was my character. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, Andy made a, a nice picture of it. And I, and I kept telling him, make it look like Eddie. Just make it look like Eddie in a trench coat and hat. Like if Eddie was a cowboy, yeah, that's my character, and I he, I think he used somewhere in time as inspiration to that. Nice, uh, Mark did. I mean, John, Snacky John, yeah. is always always has always been a huge Maiden fan, um, and he did a lot of his cars <laughs> in Maiden themes, and Mark would fucking recreate like the you know the Eddie artwork on John's cars. Uh. It's such good stuff. Uh, he did one. It was Eddie off of Killers holding a beer. <laughs> and John's cars are always 11.58. Nice. Two minutes to midnight. Nice. Yep. Oh, God. I really would have thought uh, Somewhere in Time would have been higher on the well, list. Well, there's a so. lot. I mean, from what I can see that was released that year, I can see some contenders for... not. I'm not so much better. Yeah. But I can see higher contenders. 
At number six, we have Pleasure to Kill by Creator. Oh, that's that, that's out of left field. Holy shit. I am not. I, full disclosure, I am not familiar with Creator. Me, neither am I. I've seen. I know they have great album covers. Their album covers are always amazing, but I have never really listened to them. Me neither. Huh. Um, so let's move on to number five, shall Moving we? Moving on to number five. Wasps Inside the Electric Circus. Bam! On my top 12. Great record. My oh. introduction to Wasp. Okay, we got the big welcome first. Yep. And which is just an intro. Yeah. Then you have Inside the Electric Circus. Yes. Great song. Uh, uh, you know, that that's really good. Then you got their cover of I Don't Need No Doctor. I didn't know that was a cover. I believe it is. That's awesome. That's an awesome. I believe that. I believe it's a Who cover. Okay. Wow. Oh. Well, uh, The Real Me was yeah. a, is and a he, Who song. And he has the vocals, too, on this album. Blackie, Blackie's voice. I've tried <laughs> in bands to recreate Blackie, and I can't fucking do it. No, there's only one. Yeah. It's... I have to any time we've ever I've ever done wasp. It's I've had it's, to do it's like it. that. It's like that Bruce Dickinson yell with a sawtooth. Yes, you know there's that yes. sawtooth on it. Yeah, I, I love Blackie Lawless. You know, I love I love wasp. These guys are great. Yeah, you don't hear many people doing wasp covers either, because and <laughs> if if they do, it's always Wild Child. Yeah, if they yeah, but they, you don't hear but you don't hear a lot of wasp covers because. I don't think they you can do it justice. No. Uh, next, we got 9-5 Nasty. Yes. Love that song. It's about a phone sex line. Yes. When, Gotta love it. When, there was, remember, kids, there was a time when... Uh, when porn wasn't free. Yeah. You you had you would call up a, a hotline and have sexy singles talk dirty in your ear. Yes. For <laughs> $3.99 a minute. And 99 cents each additional minute. I had a neighbor's brother run up a $10,000 bill doing that stuff. Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Over what time frame? I don't even know the time frame. I just could not believe. $10,000. Yes. Dear God. (laughs) It's like, I would think after the first grand, you're like, hey, maybe we'll calm down a bit. Go out and meet people. No shit. And I can't help thinking of that. I think it was an Aerosmith video where it was like a phone sex operator. Yes. And, and at the end of the video, it's like he's talking all sexy and they show like a picture of like pretty much a Victoria's Secret model. And then at the end of the video, she said she hangs up the phone and it's some woman. It's like in a moo-moo holding a baby in a curlers tra- in a trailer. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm like, yes. And that's who you were talking to. Yes. <laughs> you were not talking to Cindy Crawford. Yeah. You were talking to Martha Dump Truck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that that scam took hold back at, at a certain time. No, I know, right? <laughs> then we got, after 9-5 Nasty, we got Restless Gypsy. That one, I, I'm not, I don't remember. I, I'm sure, because I've listened to this album so many times. And I probably, a lot of this stuff just kind of sinks into my head, because I love this album. Yeah. But I've, listen, I, I've over-listened to this one. That I just, uh, you put it on and let it go. Okay. Shoot from the hip. Yep. Love that song. I'm Alive. Oh, yes. Easy Living. Now, I can't remember Wasp's Easy Living. Is that the cover of uh I want to say it is a cover. I want to say it is. Yeah. Of uh, what, UFO or? No. You know this. I know the song, but now I can't think of who does it. 
It's not UFO. It's another band from that era. Yeah. I, I think I it, would have to listen to it. I It, it probably is. Yeah. Because when they did covers, they did them well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sweet Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mantronic. That one I don't remember. I'd love the name, though. King of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, God. That. And The Rock Rolls On. Yep. That was a good way to end that album. Yeah. I mean, Wasp, Wasp was super strong for a few albums. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of faded away, but the music stayed strong. I think, yeah, I think, what, well, Helderado, I think was, I think that was the next one after this. I'm not sure. But Helderado, I really thought, fell apart. You see, I got, like, Helderado, I don't, I, I don't think it was a bad record. Mm-hmm. But when you get on to, like, uh, the Headless Children yeah. and the Crimson Idol. Yeah. And I love the Crimson Idol. That it's a concept album, okay? The Crimson Idol is Wasp's concept album, and it's fucking fantastic. Um, it's about the music business. Yeah, everyone needs a concept album at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Blackie wrote a hell of a concept mm-hmm. album, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a few years. Number four. Now we're getting into the meat of the matter. Slayer with the masterpiece that is Rain and Blood. Never heard of it. Never heard no. of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this album. Seasons in the Abyss is still my favorite. Right. But this one had two songs that I absolutely love and was so happy to see live. Angel of Death and, and, and you know, the title track, Raining Blood. Yep. Which often, which often confused me. The, the, the album is called Rain in Blood. The song is called Raining, Raining Blood. Blood. It's it's very confusing, but I love those two. I didn't remember, and I, I had, when I looked this up, I was like, I didn't know if Chemical Warfare was on this album. Uh, um, no. So so it was like, oh, I I, I, I said, sometimes Slayer albums are always, they, they all like mixed fucking together. <laughs> yeah, and everything on this record, except for the opening track and the ending track, mm-hmm. clocks in at under three minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you yeah bought, they were a fast band. If I, you bought yeah. this on cassette, <laughs> it was the same side on both sides. I had it on cassette. Nice. Yes. So you start with Angel of Death, mm-hmm. the quintessential Jeff Henneman song. Yeah, and just, oh. And to, uh, to, up, up until the end of their career, yeah. they ended the night with Angel of Death, and they would put the big yes. uh, the oh. Henneman, Jeff Henneman banner up, uh, you know, uh, stylized as a Heineken logo. Yeah, yeah. It was just, and it just, it's strangely enough, that was such an emotional song. Yeah. You know, if it's for, for Slayer. And, and, and that wasn't meant, probably not meant. And for a song about a fucking Nazi war criminal. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't meant to, to be that, I'm sure. But man, it, no. you know, there was such a solemn respect during Angel of Death. Right. Because after Jeff Henneman yeah. passed. After after Jeff Jeff Henneman passed away, Angel of Death became his tribute song. Yeah, which was so. Yeah, I re, I just remember it was like here seeing the visuals at the concert and then playing that song. It was like it hit you right in the heart. Yeah, and, and wow, ahead. it was it was just so powerful and emotional. See, I was I was fortunate enough that I got to see Slayer with Jeff Henneman mm-hmm. a few times. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm not knocking Gary Holt one bit. Gary Holt more than held up 
his yeah. his part, you know, taking over Jeff Henneman's, you know, part in the uh, place in the band. But you know, Jeff Henneman, nothing but respect. Angel of Death, great song. Yep, and that album is another one of my top twelve. Oh yeah, there, there's not there there. It seems the the numbers are go off here because there's so many great albums in that year. And what we're at number four. Yeah, that's that's not right. I know there's something wrong. I mean, even the ones that I didn't put in my top twelve, I'm like having a hard time thinking. My God, what do these people have at at three to one? Well, uh, uh, I know yeah. what number one is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious. obvious, but. The, the other two now, I'm like, hmm. Well, hang on. Let's finish this out. All right, good. Uh, you got Piece by Piece, another great song. Two Minutes of Goodness. Uh, the only way to exit is going piece by piece. You have no choice of life or death. My face you will not see. Mm-hmm. Great song. Um, necrophobic. Minute 38. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Altar of Sacrifice. Jesus Saves is next. I love Jesus Saves. Mm. One of my... That's still uh, to the end of the career. That was in Slayer's set. Okay. Um, Then we got Criminally Insane. Reborn. Epidemic. And then we end with the Peace de Resistance. Postmortem Mm. into uh, Raining Blood. Yeah, Raining Raining Blood is just an awesome song. Yes. And that... like. To hear that, to see that live, mm-hmm. is fucking is it's fucking killer. Yep. You know, they played that on Conan O'Brien for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's you know, and and that's one of the probably the most of their well known songs. Yeah. You know, although I think Seasons in the Abyss has to be, because I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. But I mean, whenever I hear that song, I have to stop what I'm doing because I love that song so much. Seasons in the Abyss. If yeah. I had a, if I had to pick my favorite Slayer song of all time, Seasons in the Abyss would be in the top five. Uh, it's that is probably my favorite Slayer song. Mine, mine would probably be. Hmm. I would have to go with Dead Skin Mask. Mm. I fucking love that song. When I when I had said you know if you know if Lisa decided you know she wants a proper funeral for me. Yes. You know, as they're walking the casket in, I want Seasons in the Abyss playing. (laughs) If you kick off before me, I'll make sure it happens. Oh, because now we have we have we have proof that this is what you wanted. Yes, that is always. I mean, I I could if she says no to the clowns, you know, and the jugglers and the jugglers and all the goofy other things that I've, I've said I wanted. Fine. You know, you don't have to have the confetti cannons. Because, you know. That would be that would also be fun, but I just I want I, that is one song that I think just you know to encapsulates how my life is right you know and I love that song. It's that, dude, it is a killer song. Mm-hmm. You know we're we're talking about you know final wishes. Now I would love I've always wanted a Viking funeral. Okay, but the government kind of frowns upon that. You know. And knowing my family, they would put me on a rowboat in the fucking Aquashikla. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, you know, it's Viking-ish. Well, sort of. You know. So instead of that, what I'm going to do is at my at my at my memorial, everybody gets a taser, and the last man standing gets all my shit. Oh, with a taser? That's nasty. It's what I want. 
let's let's hope both of us kick off when we're nice and old. So like the taser battle will be like, you know, <laughs> a really bad episode of Bad Grandpa. All right. Last one standing gets all my shit. Oh, okay. Right. E- except the Rickenbacker. That gets buried with me. <laughs> all right. Next we have at number three, Megadeth with Peace Cells But Who's Buying. Right. Love that album. I don't think that should be above Slayer. I agree. 100%. And when we get to number two, yeah. it really shouldn't be not, above. Not not my favorite, and it's a it's a good album. Peace, uh, yeah, Peace Sells is a really good album. Yeah, so far so good. So what might I think is above for me? But you know, I this should not be above Slayer. I'm I, sorry to say. I agree. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But you know, given our our feelings on the Big Four, yeah, you know, we I, we, we know where this conversation right. Yeah. It right. isn't my top 12, though. I love this. Oh, yeah. It's a great yeah. album. And it starts off with one of my favorite me- one of my favorite Megadeth songs, Wake Up Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking That's love a, that song. It's a hilarious song. It's honestly, if you listen to it, it's hilarious. Yep. I, uh, it's it's I, four wait, in the I, morning. I, <laughs> I, I sneak in my own house. It's four in the morning. I've had too much to drink. Yes. It's like, it's all about, you know, don't wake up the woman. Right. (laughs) Which is a hilarious concept. Yes, it is. And then we, okay, after after Wake Up Dead, we've got The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Then we have another great song and one of the most iconic bass intros ever. Yep. Um, You know, uh, Dave Ellison really hit a home run with this. He sells. Yep, and it's a great video. Yes, dear God, is it a wonder? And it's it's seriously a video, pretty much of all like war footage. Yes, with a girl watching like TV. But that icon that we always like when they're ripping open the shirts. Yes, and all the uh, the the flag symbols, and it's very simplistic a video, even for its time. Yeah, but it's effective as all hell. Yes, it, it, it's a great song, great video. Um, you know, and it's that's one of the songs that mm-hmm. will be in Megadeth's live live list or uh, live set list forever. Yes. And rightfully so. It's one of their most iconic and greatest songs. Yep. Uh after Peace Cells, we go to Devil's Island. That's a good one. Really good song. Yeah. And then we have Good Morning, uh Good Morning Black Friday. Yes. Also another good song. Yep. Bad Omen. That one I don't remember too much. I'm sure if I heard it, I would remember it. I ain't superstitious. Yeah, that's and my last words. Yeah, that the the tail end of the album is kind of unrememberable. Right, but but when you go ahead. Yeah, but but like you know, adding it all up, it's still a great record. Right, and a lot of things are going to become a little less memorable when you lead off a record. You know, with the fir- in the first four songs when you have "Wake Up Dead," mm-hmm. "The Conjuring," and "Peace Cells." Yeah. You know, three fucking amazing. Yeah, and the imagery, songs. the imagery of the album itself. Yep. You know, with him leaning on that Vic Rattlehead on the for sale sign. Yep. It's like okay, yeah, and of course it. And there was again the big political song. Yeah. That it's like for people that really didn't, for for an audience that probably didn't give a shit about politics. Right. You know, we learned a lot of our politics from music. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you look at the United Nations building on that cover, and it's just in tatters and worn and beaten up. It's like, you know, it. And it's still, a lot of that just, a lot of that just makes absolute sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and and strangely enough, here we are, nearly forty years later, 
Okay? And it still rings true. Yeah. You know, it, and I, it always, it always get, it, it almost galls me when people knock heavy metal and say it's all about, you know, it's just about Satanism. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Sit and listen to the lyrics of a fucking Megadeth record. Sit and listen to the lyrics of an Anthrax record. Yeah. You know, these guys, it, it, it's, it's music that actually, there's a statement there. You know, there's substance to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of them. Nuclear Assault. Yeah. Annihilator. I mean, Christ, a lot of these bands, they like would see this stuff on the news and write a song about it. Yeah. You know, they were writing about what they saw on the news and it wasn't. They're not too far off no. from like all that was going on. Yeah. At number two, is mm-hmm. this is really out of left field, in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially being this high. Yeah. Fate's Warnings Awaken the Guardian. Okay. I, I have no fucking clue. I, I saw it on the list of albums, and I don't know. I really don't know Fate's Warning. Me neither. Damn. Uh, That's the second one now. It's like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say rate your music doesn't. You know, is fucked up. But when, when you hear the shit that they missed, you're gonna be fucking appalled. Okay. <laughs> and uh, do, should we go through some of the shit they missed before we get the number one? Yeah. All okay. Right. So also released in this year, ACDC's "Who Made Who," a soundtrack album. Yes. Yes. But they still had some original songs on there that were really great, and different versions of some of the songs. It was the it was the um, Maximum Overdrive yeah. soundtrack. It's it's an ACDC record. Yep. Alice Cooper, Constrictor. Not one of Alice's best, but not a nope. bad record. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's still. Black Sabbath, Seventh Star. Seventh Star. Now, that's the one with Ian Gillen on vocals. I Probably. Believe. I believe that's the one with but Ian But I can't Gillen. make a list without Black Sabbath. Right. I, okay. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. This was the year that put out Slippery When Wet. How? Okay. Now, this is heavy metal. Okay. It's yeah. All, this is all metal. But let's let's bring a hard rock into the fucking conversation. Yeah, there's hard rock in this. In right. That. Slippery When Wet is certified double diamond at least. At least. Everyone knows it. You know, it's got... Hang on. I would have to look up how many units <laughs> Slippery When Wet has sold. Mm. But I'd be willing to bet it's over 20 million. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody knows the Slippery When Wet album. Mm-hmm. All, all you got to say is shot through the heart. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows right where you're going. Yep. There's so much good shit on that album. Unfortunately, and I, I, that's why I think that it was a lot of it was just overplayed. But yes, yes, at the time, everybody was listening to Slippery One Wet. And, and from, a, from a musician standpoint, Richie Sambora is one of the most underrated guitar players of that era. Richie Sambora is a fucking phenomenal guitar player. He is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and say what you want. John Bon Jovi has a hell of a voice. Yeah. And they and they were they were really good. I mean, you, you, I can't deny everything they did. No, you I, can't. I can't. I, I don't care for it now, but I can't deny it. I still love it. I do. I, I really do. All right. What else you got? Cinderella Night Songs. That is such a great yeah. hair metal album. Shake Me is on that one. Uh-huh. Um, shit. Nobody's Fool. Nobody's Fool. I can't read my own hiding. And Somebody Save Me. 
I love that song. Uh, wait, what else is on there? Uh, Somebody Save Me, Shake Me, Nobody's Fool. Yeah, I only put the songs on that really, like, jumped out at me. So Yeah, that, I mean... Uh, Night songs, it's just, but that, but that didn't make the list. That's a killer. That's, <laughs> that's hair metal fucking gold, man. And speaking of hair metal gold, Europe's the final countdown came out this year. <laughs> not a bad, not as far as hair metal goes. Yeah, it's not, it was, it was too iconic not to put on the list. Right. <laughs> just for that keyboard intro alone. Yeah. Everybody knows it. And, and children of Bodom covered it. Yep. Yeah. So many people have covered it. I mean. Uh, Fast Way. Oh, you know who else oh, covered it? Uh, another band that I really fucking dig. Uh, they're a lesser known band. Uh, they're called Affiance. Okay. I saw them, since we talked about Croc Rock earlier, I saw them in a basement show at Crocodile Rock. Wow. Opening for I the Breather. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> there was me and like 20, me, Randy, and like 20 other people. Oof. Okay, another one, Fast Way, was uh, Fast Eddie Clark's yep. uh, band. They did, that was a soundtrack album to a movie that, it's called Trick or Treat. Yeah. You know the movie? Yeah. Yeah, this was released that year. P- pretty decent horror movie for uh, heavy metal. Yeah. I, I always say that the, I often found it funny that the Pepsi is what conjured the devil. Yeah. And I keep thinking that, was that a nod to suicidal? It had to be. Was it? It uh, had to be. All right. Uh, Judas Priest Turbo. Not one of my favorite. What it has, but as Turbo Lover, which I absolutely, and Parental Guidance, which two songs that I really enjoy. It Parental Guidance, that's you know that's a sing along song. Yeah, but it was something for you know at the time it was like yeah yeah we don't need no Parental Guidance yeah right <laughs> you know it, it's 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 one of my I'm not gonna say least favorite but it's lower down on my priest list. Mm-hmm. This is when King Diamond released Fatal Portrait. Oh my. god. God. Yep. How did that not make the list? This is this was King Diamond's debut. Yeah. Uh, or, after after or leaving Merciful Fate. Debut. Debut. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how does this not make the list? Fatal Portrait is such a fucking great record. I mean, King D really came into his own mm-hmm. with uh, like with the whole them saga. Yeah. But Fatal Portrait is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a good starting point to the, yeah. to the whole. Uh, I put this on, even though there was nothing on it that we would have known. Uh, London, Don't Cry Wolf. I got to put London on the list. They were still releasing albums London, with, with okay. Nader to Priest. Okay, Don't Cry Wolf. You mean to tell me Russian Winter's not on there? No, that's not this album. Okay. I have that album. That's that's Playa Del Rock. Okay. I, I actually have that album. I have the album with Russian Winter. <laughs> um, Motorhead, Orgasmatron. How is Orgasmatron not in the top top eleven here? Yep, and that has songs like Doctor Rock, yes, Built for Speed, and Orgasmatron, and Mean Machine. Yeah, great. I mean, it's a, it, it's a top to bottom Motorhead record. Yeah, and it's like, and, it, and some of the great. I love Doctor Rock. Yeah, I mean, just just the fact that he you know he's called you know Mister Spock in the song. Yeah, it's like who's Mister Spock? It's like. I fucking love Lemmy. Yeah. Uh, Poison, look what the cat dragged in. A great debut. Yes. That has Cry Tough, I Want Action, I Won't Forget You, Look What the Cat Dragged In, Talk Dirty to Me, and Want Some, Need Some. Uh-huh. I mean, there's so many great... I mean, that was like... that. They were like the what Motley Crue... They, they did the power ballad with I Won't Forget You better than Motley Crue did. With Home Sweet Home. With Home Sweet Home. Absolutely. I... It, 
if you go back to 1986, mm-hmm. okay, if you jump back in, a, if you jump into fucking DeLorean, get it up to 88 <laughs> miles an hour and go back to 1986, the summer of 86, or actually let's call it late spring of 86, every fucking high school prom, <laughs> the song was I Won't Forget You. Yep. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, but. But Back to the Future was released in 85. So really, could just sit in a car for the year. Right. <laughs> uh, another one after that was Rat, Dancing Undercover. Not a bad record. Yeah, the two in there was You're in Love was on that one. I'd lay it down. What a great way to open a record. Yeah. Yeah, You're in Love is in that. That was the one we were talking about rap before. Yes. I couldn't remember the name of the song. Yep. And I love that song, just the way it starts. You take the midnight subway train. Yeah, I that was one I didn't know the lyrics to either. Right. Because it's like, you take the midnight subway train, you're calling all the shots, you're in love. <laughs> you strip lightning. I have no idea what he said. I think it was struck by lightning. Uh, you smacked like by lightning. Something Some, by lightning. Yeah, something beating up the head. But it was, I love Rat in that song. That's a great song. Great album. Yep, under. And, uh, yeah, this is David Lee Roth's debut. Eat Him, Eat him and, and Smile. Smile. That first record he did with uh, with Steve Vai. Yeah, which that had uh, Yankee Rose, I think, on it. Yes, that was the lead single. Yeah. I never understood what the guitar was saying in Yankee Rose. Uh, Neither did I. They do it. But they, it was cool. But they do this conversation. you think after all these years I'd understand the damn guitar. I don't. I, I don't know. But the video. Yeah. Let's talk about the video for a second. I can't believe this was 86. David Lee. Okay. Yeah. The the video starts. You're in a convenience store. (laughs) And you have a Middle Eastern gentleman at the counter. Yep. And you got the girl coming up with the breath mints. With the Tic Tacs. (laughs) Yeah, Tic Tacs. Ooh, our lips are so close. (laughs) Not if he was the last immigrant grocer on earth. Yes. I spit on your <laughs> Right, pretty much. I spit on your haircut. Yeah, that was it. And then the spear comes down. And then David Lee Roth with face paint on. Give me a bottle of anything. And a glazed donut. Look left, look right. To go. <laughs> yes. It's just an odd way to come in. I know, but it's such a fucking cool video. Yeah. You see, I, I we've we've established over and over. I'm I I'm a Sammy Hagar guy. Yeah. When it comes to Van Halen. David Lee Roth's solo shit, though, I fucking love. I'll be, uh, David Lee Roth's solo, I'm like back and forth on it because I I don't like California Girls. Neither did I. And what's the other one that he did? Um, I ain't got nobody. Yeah, I, I don't like those two. The videos were damn entertaining because at one point, MTV actually did things like Al TV and Dave TV. Right. Where they let people take over the channel. Long before you had Tom Morello doing Commandante on XM. Right. Where would, but this, Al would take over the channel for a day. David Lee Roth did that for a couple times. Yep. And it's like, it was so cool. It's like, yeah, this is, and it's like, you know, in your mind, oh, this is all stuff he picked. Probably not. No. But but it's great when they just like parody that. But I did like, I like the Yankee Rose. Uh-huh. Um, and um, a Skyscraper, was that No, the that's the next record. Okay. Yeah, but David Lee, some of David Roth's stuff I loved. Um, some was also it was a lot of hit or miss. Yeah, I think he he hit gold with Vi. Yeah, I, the two the two records with Vi, yeah. which were Eat 'Em and Smile and Skyscraper. Yeah, he, are just fucking yeah. great. But and 
speaking of David Lee Roth, I know this might come up much later, but A Little Ain't Enough uh-huh. was the first CD I ever bought. Okay, Little Ain't Enough. I always remember that. I, You know what? I think that actually might be another Vi record. Yeah, that was the first CD I ever bought. Nice. So I'm not... And, and I think it's only because of the cover, because it had the devil on it. Yeah. And I also... Like that song a little late enough. Yeah, good and it was song. Like, I, you know, I'm switching from cassettes to CD. And I was like, well, I'm going to get this CD. Yes. And I, and I probably still have it. All my CDs, like my cassettes, are in boxes. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one is a damn shame. Uh-huh. Sam Hain 3, November Coming Fire. The final Sam Hain record. Yes. Um, shortly after this, while Danzig was writing the... The next Samhain record, or Sawin, actually. Um, when Danzig was writing the next Sawin record, um, the band kind of dissolved. Yeah. And what the ideas for the fourth Sawin record became the first Danzig record. Yeah. And it was it was mostly the same guys, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, just I think a different guitar player. Yeah. I don't think John Christ played guitar yeah. in But Samhain. that had my favorite... Sawin. I'll I'll give you that for this one. My favorite song, Mother of Mercy. Yeah. Now I love that. I love Skulls and I love Mother of Mercy. And this also has Halloween too. Yeah. Wait, wait, Skulls was Misfits. Well the, Shit. Sawin covered it too. Yeah, but but Mother of Mercy, I love that song. Yes. And Halloween and Halloween too. But Halloween two was on this album. Yes. And the imagery with that Crystallis skull across the backdrop is it's a, such a beautiful album cover. Yes. Um under underrated band for sure. Yes. Uh, after this, Striper to Hell with the Devil. You know what? I actually I used to own that. I I actually and I like Striper. I I find when I listen to like Soldiers Under Command and this as like stuff from off of the Isaiah album and stuff, it's like you know what? I know you're talking about God and Jesus, but damn it, it's still good music. Yeah, great music. Yeah, musically those guys were fucking killer. Yeah, and I I mean and it's, it's strange when you, I mean you get past that imagery of like the the bumblebees. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and but it's it's real striper and it was I think they got I think they got a bad rap kind of because they were a Christian band. Yes. And they, no nobody wanted to accept that. They they absolutely did. Mm -hmm. uh, Tesla Mechanical Resonance. How did that not make the top 10. Yeah, it wasn't one. I think Five Man Acoustical Jam was the one that actually everybody yeah, knows when, about. When, when, yeah, when, but this, I think, still had uh, that cowboy song on it. Modern Day Cowboy. Yeah. So, it, you know. Uh, Little Susie's on there, I believe. I know. I'm not sure. I mean, I had to, I had to look this one up just to. Um, Van Halen's 5150. I love that album. So, I mean, you got. Yeah, I figured you would. This is a, the, the view of Hager. Yep. So, you have Hager's first one, and then you have. David Lee Roth the same year. Yeah. But 5150, I mean, they weren't bad albums. It's just, it's not my forte of Halen. Yeah. Uh, you, you're entitled to be wrong. I'm going to jab your eye with this pen. <laughs> not wrong. There's so much great stuff. And this was also the year that the first album for the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. <laughs> and the second the second Vinnie Vincent Invasion album was the first Slaughter album. Yeah, so, I mean, they might not be on... Much after this. Right. Uh, because of it, I think the Vinnie Vince invasion didn't last too long. No. And, oh, did you see on the metal? I didn't want to make a dick out of this guy. On the Headbangers thing, they had a picture of, like, Kiss when they were getting unmasked. Yeah. And Eric Carr was in there as the fox. 
Right. And the guy said, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Eric Carr wore makeup. And I, I, I put, he indeed did, he was the fox. I also want to put, and Vinnie Vincent was the onk, if you care. Yeah. Although, although he was never, I don't think any of album covers as the onk. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Because he, he was on Lick It Up. Right. But he, they were already they unmasked. Were unmasked. But he was the onk at one point. Which now I'm wondering when the hell that happened. Because if they unmasked with Carr. Creatures. And he was unmasked on they, they Lick unmasked, It Up. They, un, they unmasked after Creatures. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm curious, I'm, I'm, I'm. Or no, they unmasked after, after yeah. unmasked. Yeah, it was Freely Carr. Yeah, but. So why did Vinny have the onk? Because if they were already unmasked. They did on un, they did the unmasked record. Okay. Yeah. And that's when Ace officially left the band. Right. Ace isn't on that record. Right. Okay. And they were still in makeup when they hired Vinny. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they never released an album with Vinny in makeup. Right. And then the next was then lick it up. Right. Jesus Christ, that's confusing. We're going to put you in makeup, but you're never going to be seen. Okay, and that is the list. Okay, so that's the list. Obviously, the number one hard rock and heavy metal album, and rightfully so, of 1986, is Metallica's Master of Puppets. Yes, but I still think, I still think that's nostalgia talking for that. I don't think of all the albums we named, I don't think that was the strongest album of 86. I I would uh, it all depends what metrics you're using. Mm-hmm. I and I that was the album that got me into everything. So I, I I do place that very high, but off of everything that was released that year. Yeah. I don't think that was the best one released that year. Well, bringing personal opinions into it. Yeah. No. Cuz I think I think Maiden. Yeah. And Ozzy yeah, are definitely above it. I think Slayer's Rain and Blood is above it. Yes. So, um, but if you bring all the metrics, yeah. sales, influence, all that into it, it has to be Master of Puppets. Agreed. Um, and this is one of those albums, all killer, no filler. There is not a dead second on this album. Yep. You know, it's it was it was at their their peak. Yeah. Um, uh, their their third album in, and most people say they peaked here. Okay, I personally don't. Th- in one respect, I think they did I peak. Yeah, I I think they had many peaks. Yeah, and a couple of fucking significant valleys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let let's let's dissect mm. Master of Puppets and the aftermath for a minute. Master of Puppets. Released in 1986, okay? This has Cliff Burton's fingerprints all mm-hmm. over it. Cliff dies in 87, okay? Metallica, for good or bad, undergoes a massive change with the death of Cliff Burton. I don't think And Justice for All gets made the way it... or, or, or in, in the form that it is if Cliff Burton is still alive. No, Injustice I don't Injustice doesn't get made at all. No. It's a whole different album for their fourth. It's a whole different r- band. Yeah. But um yeah, and Justice for All really though did change the landscape mm-hmm. for heavy metal. It opened the door for the more aggressive thrash bands and uh here's where we're going to start seeing the emergence of death metal. 
mm-hmm. after this. Okay, now we're going to start seeing bands like Death and Cannibal Corpse coming up and Obituary. We're going to see stuff like that because Metallica kicked open that door and made, you know, we went from Black Sabbath and Ozzy and Judas Priest. Now we've got songs like Battery Mm -hmm. and songs like Damage Incorporated. And kids are getting into this. And this is where the more aggressive metal really fucking starts. Yeah, that solo in Damage Incorporated and yeah. how it just hits after that, you know, the it does that pause. Yeah. And then it hits. It's like that that's that that means a lot. That songwriting was amazing on that. Yeah. Um I I have said before this is my favorite Metallica record. It's one it's 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 I mean it's top. It's one of the top ones. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's always like, well, what am I listening to today? I mean, I could put Injustice on and say that's my favorite. I can put Master on and say that's my favorite. It depends on the mood. Yeah. It depends on my mood because I'm with you. There are days when um, undoubtedly Injustice for All will top Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I want to listen to super precise, highly technical. Yeah. Then I go to then I go to justice. I want to listen to fucking raw energy. Mm-hmm. Then I go to puppets. Yeah, and and it's just such a uh, so so disposable heroes is on that one. One of my that's one of my absolute favorite Metallica songs. Yeah, Damage Inc was always one of mine. Yeah, it's that that's yeah, and it's that fuck it all and fucking no regrets. <laughs> it's like right, and he and James actually reprised that lyric. Oh. On uh, St. Anger. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, he reuses fuck yeah. at all and fucking no regrets. I'll hit the lights <laughs> on these dark sets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, But in Damage Incorporated, it's fuck it all and fucking no regrets. Mm-hmm. Never happy endings on these dark sets. Yeah. I can remember so many jackets had the um, the puppets on the back of it. And had the damaging. Yeah. So many people had the T-shirts. I had, I had the damaging T-shirt. So did I. And and strangely, of course, that's after. I remember in high school, like everybody had the gavel from Justice. Yep. Um, but I remember someone in my class had that Damage Ink shirt. Uh huh. That the one that I still have in my closet that I love, and it's like that's the one I got. Rockabilia dot com with the pit. Well, well, it was before Rockabilia dot com. You ordered it out of Metal Edge magazine, probably. Um, it had the pus head skull. In the club, yeah, yep, yep, and on the you know, and on you know on the back of it, just uh, I and I oh, I love I love, I still love that T-shirt. Yeah, um, I can't argue with Master of Puppets being the number one record of the year, a metal record of the year. I really can't. Yeah, it probably wasn't that year, <laughs> right? But but that year, but going, I can understand why. I can definitely understand why, but. You know, like I said, sometimes it's like, oh, I look at some of these. When I was going out of list, I'm like, my, this is why I said, see what I mean about in 86? Yeah. It was like everything was there, no matter what you like. King Diamond, Van Halen, Metallica, Poison. It was all in that year. So many great albums. It was a great year for, it was a great year for heavy music. Yes. I, I'm afraid to see 87. Well. Because, <laughs> because, because, because I, I, I've often known in my head. 86 was my year. Right. How do you and how do you follow this year? Yeah, exactly. And and we know we all know 
the albums that are going to be coming. Yeah. Eventually. But there are so many in there. Like, oh, my God, that was that year. Right. You know, to think that Raining Blood was released the same time as Look What the Cat Dragged In. Yeah. Such polar opposites. From bands yes. in the same fucking location. Yeah. And it's amazing to think because I can, oh, I can, I can still remember high school. Yeah. And the, and every one of these on T-shirts. I saw Striper T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, everybody had a T-shirt. Think, think about, think about this. Imagine if you and I could trans get in our DeLorean again, okay? Get that some bitch up to eighty-eight miles an hour, and we go back to Los Angeles, California, in nineteen eighty-six. Uh. <laughs> Think about what's going on in L.A. at yeah. this time. You have Slayer, you have po- you have Slayer, and you have all the hair metal. Mm-hmm. You know. Ha- L.A. had to be fucking great at this time. It had to have been. And we could take back coupons from the cat house. Right. I don't think Ricky and I don't think Ricky and Tammy had the cat house. They had yet. to by 86 because the next, I think the following year, I think 87 is when the metal years came out. It might. So they were right. they were filming in 86, in 86, everything that was going down, everything from L.A. and seduce. Yeah. In Detroit. Yeah. Which strangely enough, I was looking up those guys, too. Uh, and that one song that's on the soundtrack from Sadu- Colleen, yeah, it's not on any of their albums. No, Crash Landing is, but like Colleen's not, and that Colleen's the one that like that's the one I know. Yeah, I, I love Crash Landing. Yeah, I I listened to it again. I was like, eh, it's okay. I dig it. I di- I dig that song. Yeah, I I love the energy in it. I, the fucking bass part in there is killer. <laughs> it, it, Talk, you know, I'm a bass player. You know, yeah. what am I going to do? Um, that I love that song. Yeah, that had to have been. I mean, at the L.A., that whole scene on the West Coast just had to be absolutely nuts. Yeah. And everybody. And right now, all those people now are saying, what the hell is a Bitcoin? Because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had poison coming out. You had poison at this time. Uh, Motley was, you know, in there. Motley was in their fucking mm-hmm. glory. Um, at this what eighty six Motley's leading up to girls, girls, girls. I think so. Yeah, yeah, girl. Because eighty five they release yeah, every yeah everything is just ramping up in L A right now. L A yeah. L A is starting to bubble to the surface, right? And everybody's learning about yeah, but Poison, Poison introduced the world to what L A was bringing. Hey, fucking Brett Michaels. <laughs> Brett Michaels said it in Decline of Western Civilization yep. too. When they uh, get accused of jumping on the glam bandwagon, yeah. we built the first wheel in that fucking wagon. Exactly, and he's not lying. I well, mean, maybe the second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was there, there was bands that were doing it too, but I mean, they brought it to prominence, and everybody, I, you know, and I don't care how hard edged somebody claims to have been or was. Okay, I can remember a lot of people with poison shirts in high school. Yep, and they weren't all girls. Nope, everybody was a fan, and they all knew it. Really, let's keep it real here. How can you not like a song like Talk Dirty to Me? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole... I was at... Jim Florentine actually did a wonderful bit lately about about masturbating to look what the cat dragged in. The cover? Yeah. 
you know, yeah, I thought it was a bunch. Of, I thought it was a bunch of girls. You know, then I, you know, I was, I was whacking it every day to that. Then, <laughs> then I found out there were guys, so I had to, you know, I toned it down to like once a month. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest. When I saw it, I thought it was four girls too. I I don't think I thought I don't think I thought that because I mean I'd heard the videos were entertaining. Yeah, you know, um, they, I mean that just was such a fun vibe, right? And like that was like the that eighties. That's where everybody gets the fun part of the eighties from, right? And when you go see when you go see these eighties tribute bands, yeah, right? like Jesse's Girl mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, you would think that the eighties was nothing but pop, uh, shitty pop music and sp- and neon neon, neon and spandex. And it's like I don't remember that much neon. No, I remember more neon in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> well, I walked out of a Jesse's Girl show. Oh. I got a free one, and I walked out of it. Um, we went to the peak. It was uh, it was Escape, the Journey tribute, mm-hmm. who are fantastic, by the way. Uh, the guy that the guy that sings for him, Hugo. Okay. Um, Dead Ringer for Steve Perry, and sounds just like Steve Perry. Mm. And they were they were fantastic. I really enjoyed Escape's set. In fact, I think they're coming around soon. But I get to see the real deal journey next week. Um, you got the tickets? I got the tickets. Yeah. I got the tickets. Missy and I are going to the Wells Fargo Center. Journey and Toto. Nice. Yes. Um, as long as Toto plays Africa, I'll be good. Oh, you're talking, not the little dog from no. Wizard of Oz. No. The band. Okay. The band. <laughs> the band. I'll get to see one of my guitar heroes. Yes. Actually, two of my guitar heroes. Neil Schoen of Journey. Mm-hmm. If you doubt anything, go back and watch his shit with Santana. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. And Steve Lukather with Toto. You know, fucking Luke is a mind-blowingly good guitar player. But yeah, um, but if you ever get a chance to see Escape, check them out. They're very good. Um, but they opened for a band called Jesse's Girl. Mm-hmm. It's an 80s tribute. Yeah. And all I got... I didn't get any hair metal. Okay. Yeah, they don't usually do that. I got. I think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs I didn't even know. Uh, the bang. I got stuff by the Bangles because they have a female singer. Yeah. Uh, I got some Go Go's, which was cool. I kind of like the Go Go's, but about halfway through the so- show, I looked at Missy and I said, "I can't fucking take this anymore. We gotta go." Yeah, I. Uh, Rubik's Cube is about, is about the same way. Yeah. Um, they do stuff by Prince. Yeah. And Robert uh, Palmer. Um, you know, and, and they, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's perfect. You know, they do costuming and all that. And yeah. There's, there's like, it's like the 80s threw up on the stage. Yeah. You know, there's Alf and Rubik's Cube and just everything there. It's, it's, it's wonderful. But I don't know that there is like a hair metal cover band for, for 80s stuff. I really don't. I think I need to start one. You know, I, yeah, but I, well, there is. Well, Steel Panther <laughs> doesn't count because they do their own shit, right? But someone that looks like Steel Panther, and then just does stuff by the hair metal stuff by you know by Kick Tracy and by Dangerous Toys and yeah, you know, yeah, and please do the lesser known shit because it's still just as good. Yeah, uh, instead of doing teasing, please and do scared. Yeah. Well, that anything off the first album. Yeah. Ten boots. Uh, 
uh, Sporting a Woody. <laughs> that's such a dumb song. Oh, it's a fucking that great is, song. It's such a dumb song. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to that year. Yeah. All these years are coming. That's what I love. I Since I know we're going to 94, I know a lot of the good shit's coming. Yeah. A lot of really good shit's coming. But when we get to the early 80s, we are going to have to call. We are going to have to use our phone a friend. Yeah, 90s. 90s, rather. Dumbass. Shut up. Well, I talked to him about that. Uh-huh. And he tells me he was more in a post-grunge than grunge. So he's getting a bit of... Yeah, I don't know where... I don't... I mean... What the fuck is post-grunge? <laughs> Are you waiting for him to answer you? He's probably yelling in the speakers right now. Yeah, you know, post-grunge. I don't mind. <laughs> when we get to the early 90s... <laughs> yes, he's coming. We, we have to get... We have to use our phone a friend and call our grunge... Our official grunge correspondent, Jim yeah. Miller. <laughs> Bring your damn Pearl Jam. Bring your STP. Seven Mary Three. She called me Goliath and I wear I tell you what. Being a being a musician in a bar band, fucking cumbersome goes well. I like I actually like cumbersome. That's, that's a the, great song. That's the worst part. That what's the other one they did? Cumbersome and I couldn't tell you. <laughs> shit. I know that I know there's a couple different songs. It's like you hear them. Um my person I used to talk to, I don't talk to anymore. He was big into that type of music, and that's the type he loved to play. Yeah. And it's like when he joined, you know, the band, it was like we started diff- going from metal to, like, shit like that. And that's where Alice in Chains started coming in. Yeah. And it was like, what are, what are we becoming? What the hell? It's like we, <laughs> we, we started off, you know, playing, like, you know, like – hard rock and metal and then all of a sudden it's like you know he was oh this is what people want to hear i uh early 90s time frame or no early 2000s time frame what am i talking about um because creed was big i was in a band i was playing i was playing bass and doing some of the singing yeah and we had another singer and he wanted to do scott stapp all the time (laughs) right yeah. So, one we did "Walk" by Pantera. Nice song. Yeah. I he's like I want to sing. I I would like to sing that one. Okay, but I'm going to tell you now. If you sing it like Scott Stapp, I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> I can I'm trying to remember what Creed sounded like. Cause okay, just think about this. I, I'm I'm trying to remember one of their songs. Uh, uh, there's no consonants. Can you take me higher? Oh, they were ones that did that. Yeah. I yeah, I'm not a Creed fan at all. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Well, that's how that was his vocal style. <laughs> and we were we were gonna we were getting ready to start playing walk. Walk. Are you talking to me? Walk. Are you talking to me? He said, No. You know, you know, there's something to be said about doing songs and like doing cover songs in another style. That's that's kind of funny. Yes. You know, I have seen I mean that Leo guy that does the covers. Yeah. He does a lot. He he has a style and it's very fast and aggressive. And I love his takes. Some stuff I don't care for. But like you know, his version of like "Get Lucky," yeah, is hilarious. I like his version of "Africa" is great. Sometimes they do stuff it's like ah, yeah, that wouldn't fit too well with the style. Yeah, but I I absolutely do love to see bands do stuff in their own. Like well, cover when we see like Children of Bottom. Yeah, and they do so many great covers. 
Yeah. In their own, but that's it. Do it in your own style. And those make the best covers. Yeah. You know, Green Man Alishi, best Judas Priest cover. Uh, it is. No. It is. It is. No. You can't say it as. Victim of Changes. I, I like Green Man Alishi better. Or not Victim of Changes. What am I saying? Diamonds and Rust. See, I, okay. Diamonds and Rust. And we could do a whole. I still have to get you all those covers. Yes. Need a need a. I don't know if this hard drive is big enough. How many? How long? Did I, how big did I say the thing was? I don't know. No, I'll I'll take this home and I'll put some on for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the all the wonder wunderbar covers. Das ist gut. Oh, so so many freaking weird ones too. Yeah. When you hear stuff like Gestures of Destiny, doing Zero the Hero. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. You know, that uh, that could be another episode, just covers, cool covers. I couldn't, I honestly, honestly, I'd have to bring the whole damn thing and show you all, there's so many great ones out there. Yeah. And I have like three different cover things where it's like like metal covers, hard rock covers, um, and so many different versions. There was a a great website out there that, that compiled them all. Yeah. And oh my God, some of this stuff is really out there. Some is, is known, yeah. But then, and of course, he repeats some because he forgets that he put it on like one compilation or another. Yeah. But it's like you know, just type in any band name; they've done a cover of something. Oh yeah. You know, and some are just way far left. It's like you maybe you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right. You know, one of my favorite cover albums of all time is Nativity in Black. That is a great one. If for nothing else, Megadeth's version of Paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that album was the one that got me in the typo negative. Yeah. When I heard their version of Black Sabbath. From the satanic perspective. No, that's on number two. That okay, okay. They did they did the original, but they did that. I was like, this was like slow and plodding. And long and Jesus Christ, it took forever. I was like, I need to hear more of this band. Yeah, and I got you know I got a couple of the early stuff and it, oh my God, they're amazing. Slow, what, like slow, deep and hard. Yep, slow, deep and hard. Origin of the of Origin the feces. Of the feces. Uh, uh, I got I got into typo with Bloody Kisses. Bloody Kisses is a great album. Oh my God, I'll never I'll I'll never forget it. I was stationed in Georgia at the mm-hmm. time. And this is when Hard and Heavy Video Magazine was a thing. Oh, I remember that, yeah. One of my buddies, who was married, so he lived off post, right? He subscribed to Hard and Heavy Video Magazine. And on the weekends, if we weren't going down to Atlanta to party, we'd go over to his house. Mm. And, you know, and party, you know, get fucking tore up drunk and do, you know, what whatever debauchery came to <laughs> mind. Um he got the latest issue of Hard and Heavy Video Magazine. And the video for Christian Woman oh my God. is on there. The unedited version? Unedited. That is an awesome fucking video. We're sitting there watching this. I've got a I've got a bottle of fucking uh Night Train or Thunderbird, you know, some cheap wine. I was a sophist No, I was drinking Cisco at the time. <laughs> Liquid crack. I got a bottle of Cisco going. And we're watching this, and you know, I see the video for a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. The next day, hungover as fuck, 
I'm in. I'm at the wall buying bloody kisses. Yes, I was hooked, and I've I, you know I've been a typo fan ever since. Um, I I I, I mourned. I I I, oh. I went into mourning when Pete Steele passed away. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that Kenny and the rest of the guys decided not to carry on with typo. Yeah. Because there is no typo without Pete Steele. No, and that they that the way they did music. I mean, there's a lot of doom metal bands out there, and goth metal bands, and but there was just none like them. No. There's a lot that come very close, but it was just, I mean, it was cool and sexy at the same time. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just, it was very, you know, hard. It was just, you could feel all the emotion. If it was a good or a bad one, you could feel it. Tell me you don't feel a particular way. You don't get some serious I fucking hate everyone energy listening to unsuccessfully coping with the natural beauty of infidelity. Yeah. It'll make you think back to the girl who left you in mm-hmm. ni- in, in high school and you'll hate that bitch all over again. Yep. And then you hear another one. You, you go hit everyone dies. Everything dies. Everything. And it's just, oh, my God. It just it just tugs at you. Yep. And then you want to, and then you get to a song like "I Don't Want to Be Me." Mm-hmm. Oh, which I think everybody goes through. Yeah. Now the, the video's odd the to video, say the least. The video's very odd. But but the song itself is just like, yeah, everyone has those feelings that it's like I, I want to be anybody else. Yep. You know. Yeah, and, and typo, uh, they. Pete Steele, in particular, because he was the lyricist, Pete had a way of not only making you feel what he was feeling, which a good songwriter is supposed to do. Yeah. But he had this fucking razor sharp wit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of the things that made typo typo. Yeah. You know? And fucking love, love, love. And I can't wait till we get into them. Yeah. I tell you... I- Funny thing I heard about this recently. He wrote Black Number One yeah. while he was driving his garbage truck. Yeah. For the, and he made it poking fun at, at, the, goth at the goth girls. And it became a goth anthem. Yes. Which is like, oh, and I even, you can hear he's making fun of it. You know, it's like, yeah, listen to the fucking lyrics. Yeah. But it's like, okay. And like, I, I got. I, I I love the goth aesthetic. You 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 saw how I was at the ghost show, right? Holy shit! It's like I love I love that look and all the different genres of it. And it's like ah oh, ah, oh, Pete, you're smiling down. You're smiling down on. <laughs> yep. And I tell you what, man, it, it it it's it's like there there's a bunch of songs that are like that. Mm-hmm. People don't think enough to realize what the song's really about. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like like me and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> you know that's political. Yeah, I guess okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about songs like Wonderful Tonight. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, Wonderful it, Tonight by Eric Clapton. It is sarcasm at its finest. <laughs> yes, yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes, you look wonderful tonight. Come on. Come on. Right. <laughs> we got shit to do. Uh, every breath you take. Oh, that's a... Mm. <laughs> Not a whole lot of people realize it's a stalker song. Yeah, sometimes. It's amazing when you've heard something for so long and then you understand what it's about. And then it's like, oh, damn. Oh, dear God. <laughs> it's like... It's like that was our wedding song. It's like, <laughs> right. Right. Oh, shit. No, no, that wasn't my wedding song. I honestly, ours was Unchained Melody. Nice. Which I which I don't, yeah, it's one of Lisa's favorite songs. I give that to her. Um, I, I wish I, I think I might still have the tape somewhere and I want to find it. I decided during the meal uh-huh. to, I made up. A mixtape uh-huh. for the DJ to play up, and I had all these metal songs on it. Right, and um, one of Danzig's was on it. That was just a downer song, and I wish I could remember which one it was. Blood and Tears? No, no, no. It was. It might have been. Maybe it was Blood and Tears, but it was one of his downer songs. Yeah, and I just kind of was like, yeah, but I love these songs. I I gotta dig through those tapes and see if I can find the, the wedding. Because I'd had him, you know, the DJ just had to pop the tape in. You play this during the during the dinner, and it was all these like metal songs that were just like slow and downers. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, my our our wedding song was "Every Time I Look at You" by Kiss. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, see, that's that's a oh, that's that's such a that's such. A, I can't believe Kiss though. I mean, now you, you've had your fill of kiss now. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, some people like steak and some people like chicken. Nope, nobody likes steak. I mean, that's ace. Yeah. No, nobody likes steak. I, <laughs> I got sausage with my grand slam. <laughs> oh fuck! I think we should put a bow on this on yeah. 1986. Yeah, it's, it was a great. It was a great year. And, yeah. Oh, there's so much great stuff coming. I wish we could do pop as well. But that would take up. I know you're not much into pop. I was in the pop around this time heavily. I, I mean, I know a lot of the songs that are going to come up it's, just from, you know, being fucking aware. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was at the time we were both MTV junkies. Oh, my God. I, 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 I was glued to it because this is also a wonderful time for us because this is around our introduction to the young ones. God. Yeah. Well, was that eighty eight? I'm trying to think. It was. It was mid to late eighties. But I'm trying. See, my timelines of that. My God, I I just want to just go back and look at the timelines because I met you in eighty nine. Yeah. So that's that's just like a solid there. Yeah. August of eighty nine is when I met you. Oh God, I can remember the fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I can remember the month and that and the year I met you. And I know everything really changed after that. I was very pop, very influenced by a lot of that. I wasn't. I I knew metal existed. I've seen some of the stuff, right? But I I did not dive headfirst into it until I gave you Master of Puppets. And good Christ, did you have an album collection? Yeah, it was like they were everywhere in your room, vinyl, cassette, yeah, vi- and CD. But it was. But they were everywhere. You had. I think if I remember right. You had like everything in like these milk crate looking things and they were like stacked everywhere. It's like it didn't matter. It's like your your nightstand was a box full of albums. Right. Uh, yeah. the, the, <laughs> it was like the were... vinyl was in milk crates. Yeah. And you remember I had the freaking wall mount cassette 
Uh, you might have. It's like cassette there was, racks. But there was shit everywhere. I mean, you had more. You, if your bedroom looked like an underground music store, yeah, with the amount of shit that was in there. And dude, I had everything from fucking pop. Yeah, you know, because I had like Ario. I had everything from like Ario Speedwagon to Frank Zappa to you know the latest and greatest metal. Yeah, and it was crazy, and it was like I glommed on. After I met you, it's like, you know, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And then I'm, I'm picking up Metal Massacre albums and all this other shit all over the place. But I thought I could have swore I got into the young ones after I met you. I'm going to have to look up when they debuted on MTV. Right. Because that, I mean, that was my introduction to them was MTV. Oh, yeah. MTV. You'd watch the ball and the young ones. Yep. And Jesus Christ, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> And our lives have never been the same since. Nope. All right. All right. That was a good talk. Uh, 1986, definitely a great year for metal. Best year. And if I'm wrong, I'll even admit I'm wrong because that's the kind of person I are. (laughs) That's the kind of person we are. Oh, baby, won't you come home with me? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd fucking pick up on it. All right. Until next time, I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on, motherfuckers.